0: Hey sports fans, this is your boy and KB Trust. I bring to you phase one sports where we talk everything sports. If you love sports the way I do, this show is for you. Tune in. My mother house right now. I can't tell I'll
1: be big back
2: big in big New York
1: big. tomorrow.
2: Case on. I'll tell you what, we're getting we're getting some snow, some ice, some rain, and we're supposed to get 60 mile an hour winds later. So it's gonna be a fun day up in the phase one sports studios in Maine. I could tell you that for sure. Speaking of phase one, I see our CEO is the building. Yeah. What's
3: up,
0: What's up cool. Mr. Case? What's up, What's up, fellas? What's up, fellas? Great, great. How did the they football go?
2: Ball. They're going well, i tell, tell you what. It was a lot of fun last night. Everybody, thank you for joining the phase one crew. We're doing our new uh, sports blitz. You give us 30 to 60 minutes. We'll give you everything in the NFL. Kason and Brandon are kicking it off with us today. Guys, any games at all yesterday? So I was surprised by the spread of points, meaning how the points of the AFC team beat the other AFC teams yesterday. The yeah. NFC games were a little more competitive, but I'll tell you what, some of those scores that we saw, I'm, Bengals had no problem with the Raiders, said little, a little bit, but not too bad. Steelers won by 20. Uh, Bills won by 30. Those are some Those are some pretty dominant games right there. Yeah, I, I, I think the Bills one was
1: the most shocking to me. Uh, you know, Cincinnati winning a close one against the Raiders. I think I, I think a lot of people predicted for that game to be close. Um, but the, the Kansas City-Pittsburgh game, I don't think the final score was surprising. I think the Buffalo and New England game was surprising just because of the simple fact that a lot of people predicted for that game to be close. And, um... It wasn't close. It wasn't close at all. I believe Buffalo was the first team in NFL history. I think to score a touchdown on every possession. Um, so it that that one, to me was close. I remember me and Kason talked about that game. That that game was it was bad. Yeah, that that Patriots
0: game was not the way I thought it would go. <clears throat> I knew Buffalo was gonna win, and like my man Brandon said, like we talked about it during the week. I thought it'd be a little closer. You know, Belichick being Belichick. Not his first time in the postseason. Um, but I did – you know, Mac Jones definitely did show he was still a rookie in the NFL the way – what Buffalo was able to do uh, as far as, like, running that offense and just literally uh, – in in basketball, we, we call it blow, uh, kicking people out the gym, blowing them out the gym. But they got blown out the field, man. Uh, it was just sad. And then the Bengals game, that was probably the best game all week for me because – it was two teams. Haven't been in the postseason in a while. One of them was going to break um break their postseason winning drought. I meant losing drought. And you know Joe Burrow did his thing. Unfortunately, his playoff end is going to come uh, to a to a to an end next week. But you know the AFC games was pretty good, man. It was pretty good.
2: The I was listening to the local sports news in New England that we get up here, and some of the guys were promoting that. Bill Belichick should maybe draft another quarterback like the third or fourth round of this draft. Now we're going to stay on topic for the games that happened this weekend, but I thought it was an interesting proposal that these guys were talking about in new England sports radio. Would you guys be pro or con if the Patriots saw somebody in like the fourth or fifth round? I mean, they do need a viable backup. And I mean, a few years ago, when when the Redskins drafted Kirk Cousins and RG three, I don't remember. I don't. I can't remember who, what GM it was on NFL Network that said a, a team should draft a quarterback in one round of every draft, even if it's a sixth round pick. Do you do you think Bill's gonna may, maybe do something like that, or do you think Bill is confident in what he saw? I thought Mac had a great year, but. Do you guys could you guys see Bill maybe looking at a, a another quarterback to bring along? I'm I'm never opposed to
0: that. Like I, I think it's <clears> always <throat> a good idea to bring in competition, whether it's a fourth round, or it's a seventh round. And I do agree with whoever said that as far as on the NFL network, it's always good to draft a quarterback because you know, the NFL draft isn't an exact science. So we
1: miss on a lot more prospects. Not absolutely agreeing. Award. I yeah, I definitely so. believe that uh you should definitely. I think New England should do that. I think if you can find a um a quarterback in the fourth round, and I can see Bill doing that. Um, I do think Mac is the future. I think that he progressed every year, and even when you look at that game, um, New England just got behind so fast, man. That I mean, it, it was hard. Like I said, Mac is not at the point in his career. Obviously, he's a rookie. Um he started at that point in his career where he can play from behind. But I thought Mac actually played solid even coming from behind. I thought he made a lot of legit throws in that game. Um obviously he looked like a rookie just as Jalen Hurts did. But I thought Mac Jones was obviously the best quarterback of his draft class. Um and I think that, but I do believe that Bill should, um, I, I personally believe Bill should um, draft a quarterback and bring in some type of competition, just to have as a viable backup, because I don't even know, I believe Brian Hoyer is still the backup in New England, if I'm not mistaken, um, or I don't know who's the backup in New England, but um, I definitely think Mac is the future though, I just think more so with New England, they need to address um, the perimeter weapons, the receivers, because all three of their receivers, Aglar, Kendrick Bourne, and uh, to Kobe Myers. And neither one of those guys I think are even legit starting number two receivers. I think all those guys are like a third option on the team. Yeah. I just They need to surround talent around that. Hey,
0: I I would look into a guy like a Tyrod Taylor uh, as a backup. Oh. I, I like Tyrod. I mean, Tyrod just has... When you talk about bad luck, man, Tyrod just has bad luck. But I think like Brandon said, if you bring in a guy that can compete... And, you know, tyrod has been in the league for a minute, so he definitely knows a lot when it comes to competition and even trying to win a starting job. And I think just from a psychological standpoint, anytime you got to compete for a job and nothing's given to you, you're always going to bring your best out. So I agree with everybody. I would definitely bring in somebody, whether it's a, a, a rookie coming out of this draft or a veteran that, you know, had a cup of coffee as a starter and is trying to get his foot back in for another team. So I definitely agree with you
2: guys. I love the idea of bringing Tyrod Taylor to this team, especially from the standpoint of everything that Tyrod's been through. But more importantly, I think Tyrod totally understands the concept of the role he would play on this team. And more importantly, I think Tyrod has the humility to come into this team and say, I'll be ready if you need me, but I'm also going to help this team get better. I've always gotten that impression from Tyrod Taylor. I think that's a great suggestion for a possible guy to bring into this team. And let's face it, sometimes the best coach for a young quarterback, as long as you have the right player, is the backup quarterback that has some experience in the NFL.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel great. Tyrod Taylor is definitely a great backup. I mean, it's the, I think that's the perfect backup for Matt Jones, the perfect backup for Belichick in New England. He fits the culture. He fits the um, the, you know, the system there, and I, I definitely, I, I, you know, I definitely wouldn't be against that. You know what I mean? I think Belichick knows what he has to address in the offseason. Um, and I firmly believe that he will do so. Um, like I said, I just think the biggest thing is obviously yes, you want to get a backup. Um, but if I'm New England, I'm really addressing the receiver position badly. You know, they, they did that in the offseason. Belichick, uncharacteristically. But you know, uh, I, I firmly believe that uh, they just have to address the receiver position.
2: It seems like the receivers that they have on this team right now for New England would be the perfect bunch of receivers, as long as you had that elite number one receiver. You you know what I mean? Right, right, exactly. And and, and I think that's the that's the issue. You saw
1: that in the um, Saturday night. Um, even though Buffalo was missing their top corner, Tre'Davious White. Buffalo didn't even respect who New England had out there from the receiver position. You saw it, the way they was the way they were playing their coverages because they, they felt like nobody could beat them deep, and rightfully so. Like I said, if you look at New England's receiving depth chart, none of those guys are number one receivers, let alone number two receivers. Nelson Aguilar's best year in Philly, he was the third option. So I just think New England has to address the receiver position. I do believe Mac is the future. I've seen a lot of good things with Mac. Um, I think what was more concerning that nobody's really not talking about is the fact that New England's defense um, went downhill toward the last the last two games of the season, and you saw that Saturday night, um, and I think that's concerning. New England defense looks slow, and I think you heard me talk about that, Biggie. They just they just look slow out there, and they have a lot you of veterans. About it. Yeah, they have a lot of veterans on that defensive side of the ball. They're still I still believe they're solid, um, but I think Belichick is going to have to address. That defense, and I believe he will. That's his expertise. So I expect for him to do so. I just think New England needs to get younger. They need to get faster on defense because I think they're old at this point. I really do. It's a lot of players: Hot Tower, um, McCordy. A lot of those guys are old, man.
0: But if you're yeah, New I mean, England, it's... though, oh, I'm sorry. I was about to make. No, a go ahead. Point no, no as, go, case, go case. Yeah, as far as the receiver aspect, like if you're New England, do you go out and try to offer OBJ as much money as you can because? I agree with Brandon. They haven't had a number one receiver since Randy Moss, and even if you look before that, probably Deion Branch. Yes. So, do you go out and try to go get you an AJ Brown, a Julio Jones, a, a Devontae Adams if he becomes available in the market? Because that's all that team is missing. And I know King is in the building, <laughs> so he could let me know how you feel about that. I would throw some money. I would throw the bring truck at Odell. Listen, you need a playmaker, man. They the the Patriots been just getting a bunch of number twos and number threes, sometimes even number fours when it comes to receivers. You need a solid number one to see what you really got with Mac, man, because he had a really good year this year. But you want to put some some valuable talent around him to see what he could do and see what
1: the ceiling you got with him before, you know, we do anything as far as competition. That's one of the reasons why Brady left. When you look at the 2019 season, I thought Brady didn't have a good year, but look at the talent he had around him. He did not have any talent from the receiver standpoint around him when they got bounced t- bounced, bounced out in the first round against Tennessee, and um that, that's to me that's always been Belichick's downfall. I don't know he just can't assess he he can't scout good receiver talent, um in the draft, um and then like I said they haven't really had a more receivers receiver since Randy Moss back in two thousand seven. They tried the Josh Gordon thing. Obviously we know that didn't work out. Um that was New England's fault. Um, obviously the Antonio Brown that wasn't New England's fault either. So they've they've tried it, but I just think this, Belichick is going to have to address the receiver position. Like I said, he did it in the offseason. He spent money, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Those receivers are not good enough. Like I said, those receivers are number three receivers on most starting teams, not even number two. So yeah, they're gonna have to address. They're gonna have to get better from a playmaker standpoint to to, to help develop Mac. Yeah,
4: I feel you, let me get to these
1: messages real fast as Biggie
4: connects. Okay, son, you're crazy, man. Joe Thorough is good in any borough, okay? The next game, next week, it's going to be the same. going to be a tight game. You heard me, brother?
0: <laughs> nah, y'all know I love Joe Burrow, man, but I don't know, man. I don't know. But we're going to wait and see. We're going to wait
5: and see. I would like to interject. The best game uh, during these wild cards are was between the 49ers and the Cowboys because of whatever was going going on and the Cowboys fans and analysts and former players dubbing this team as a Super Bowl team. Like that was the best game because just watching them fall flat on their faces <laughs> then the Cowboys fans getting getting mad at us uh Washington football fans cuz we're happy that they lost because they have this sense of entitlement like we are better than everybody and we're like, no, we we were bad. Y'all fucking trumped us and y'all thought that y'all was going to the Super Bowl wrong. Y'all got beat by the 49ers who are a lesser team than y'all. So that should tell y'all something. Fuck out of here. <laughs> 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 we'll
0: be like a tooth for the rest I'm there. Watch this out, man. <laughs> Like a true Let me get these last two out of the
3: way, we get back to the- Hey, fellas. Good hearing you this morning. Um, yeah, I think New England also, just as far as wide receivers, is um, they need that, that slot receiver that gets open. The staple in Bill Belichick's offense has always been like the Wes Welker, Danny Amendola type's. Um, And they don't really have a guy like that, and I think that really hurt them. And they don't really have – I think James White got injured this year, and they don't really have a running back that usually helps with that as well, like get open really quick, you know, another staple sort of in Bill Belichick's offense. Uh, So you guys, I I agree 100 percent. The wide receiver position for the Patriots need to be addressed.
1: That's a good point that he brought up about the Russ Walker situation.
0: No, I agree with him 100% because one thing I say Bill is good at is getting those type of guys, man. He always has one of those guys on the roster. So, I agree with yeah. that aspect. But the number one receiver aspect, he struggles with that. Like He's a great coach, Hall of Fame coach. But when it comes to finding him a number one, besides Randy Moss being handed to him, <laughs> he struggled with that well,
2: aspect. Well, you touched on that. He He does a much better job of finding somebody else's receivers than he does of drafting his own. <laughs> I mean, the receiver that they drafted, I believe just a couple years ago from Georgia, whose name escapes me right now in the first round, he's been a healthy scratch the last three weeks for the Patriots. Uh, Nikhil
0: Harris. I think Nikhil Harris yes. started like that. I don't yeah.
2: think he's
0: from Georgia, though. I think he was from another small... Uh,
1: maybe Georgia? I don't know. Yeah, no I think it was, was
0: Georgia. I think it, it was Georgia?
1: Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give, me, a, so give me a Give me a bus yeah give me a second
2: yeah, guys I gotta have... make a, give me a second because i gotta you make a have... quick phone call but i'll be right back in the chat go ahead yeah. all right, all right. that's that's the thing case like with bill it's such a great asset that he has identifying players from other teams but like you almost wonder if he needs to kind of separate his involvement in actually who they draft in some ways as opposed to looking at like either street free agents or or guys that they could bring in for a nominal compensation through the draft or you know a package deal as as far as far as that goes i can't believe we have four messages let's put a quarter in the jukebox and let's go to king and see what my man is talking about
4: for sure gay on. they do need to get a number one But I have to be fair and honest when I say, like, we need to really ramp up that defense. Dude, seven for seven. Belichick's, (laughs) his press conference was just as short as their chance of winning that game. And I knew they weren't going to win the game. I thought they were going to have it close. But damn near 40 points, man. Like, And Mac is a rookie. People need to stop banging on Mac like he's the problem. He's a rookie, bro. That's a true
2: point. That's a true point he is and i think for realistic fans and especially patriot fans he had a much better season i think than most people would have expected but i digress let's see what let's see what king
4: is going into hold on wicked you can't say that about the 49ers their run offense is freaking great and their defense is stout listen man it's the quarterback position for the 49ers, that's the issue, which they should be able to fix by next year. But they're way better than the Cowboys. Get out of here with that.
0: Yeah, I agree with King 100%. I think the 49ers were the better team. It's just a quarterback issue. But I, I said this on the show with Brandon. I did with Brandon that if you have the opportunity and Jimmy G doesn't turn the ball over, I like their chances of winning this game. And that's exactly what they did. I think Jimmy G had one bad turnover towards the end of the game. Almost cost them, but sometimes in the playoffs it's better. You got to be lucky. <laughs> it's not always about who has the most talent. It's sometimes
2: the, if the ball bounces your way and, and it didn't right. bounce away for the for Dallas this year. What's that great expression that we've always heard? Sometimes in life, it's better to be lucky than good.
0: Yep. <laughs> and that's with the 49ers. That's why they advanced advancing. It's divisional
2: round. Let, let's stay on that Dallas 49er game for a second. I, I understood I mean, I might not agree with it, but I understood what Dallas was trying to do by getting the ball closer. Brandon and I were talking about this on this late late night show last night for a little bit. Um, but I tell you what, McCarthy opened himself up for a lot of scrutiny. Um, Dak opened himself up for just not tossing that ball to the to the official um a lot of people talked about McCarthy maybe coaching a little a little nervous a little scared last night i i i i would not be surprised in this offseason as we start to get ready for next year the seat getting a little warmer on mike mccarthy than it probably should in his third season especially when you have that young offensive coordinator that you're basically grooming to be your next head coach I don't know, Kaysan, you and I have watched a lot, a lot of football. Brandon's watched a lot of football. In that last play of the Dallas game, we all know that, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and it's always perfect. But especially with the influx and infusion of what we're seeing in all sports right now with, um, you know, with mathematics and likelihood and percentage as being successful, I would have just loved to see seen an outpack. As to where you knew you could have got out of bounds and have some time on the clock. What do you think about that specific play call? Just that last play of the game last night.
0: I didn't think it was a bad play call because, like, watching Sports Center and First Take and all these shows this morning, like I've seen it executed at a pro- at a proper rate. Like I think they were showing a lot of clips of Larry Fitzgerald on how you everybody has to be on the same page. Larry gives it to the center, the center gives it to the official. They spiked the ball. So, this play has been done. That's where it goes back to, like, everybody's point as far as the coaching aspect. Has this been taught in um, preseason? Because this preseason is where you get all the kinks out the way, all the scenarios that would happen in a football game. And, like, even towards the postseason, you still got to, like, the practice time that you do have, you still got to work. You're not working – basketball and football is different. Like, you, you, you're you not really working on plays. You're more so working on scenarios. Because, right. you know, football is more scripted. The first couple plays, first half may be scripted, and then everything else is scenarios. If we're down 20, if we're down five, like what we do here. So that's a scenario that you got to practice. And, and just looking at it live, it didn't seem like Dak was comfortable. It didn't seem like the offense knew what they were doing. I think they were trying to run four wide to do a Hail Mary towards the end. And I just think that goes back on Kellen Moore, and that goes on McCarthy, and it's it's unfortunate because it's really going to go back on McCarthy because he's the head coach. Kellen Moore, you know, he's the boy wonder, so he could do no wrong. So McCarthy's going to be the scapegoat at the end of the year. There's Dallas. Somebody has to take the fall. It's not going to be Jerry Jones. So Mike McCarthy. I mean, I think that the, that was probably his last game as the head coaches.
1: The uh, Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> that could yeah. Yeah, I I touched on that um, when I did my show last night. And I was basically um, talking about that because i seen a report on anybody that uh, follows JPA foot, um, football on Instagram. It was already a report that um, it was a possibility that if they was one and done, which Dallas was, um, it was a possibility that they would promote Kellen Moore as the head coach. So Kellen Moore name keeps getting linked to head coach and rumors, but I don't think Jay Jones is going to allow him to go anywhere because I personally believe that he actually wants Kellen Moore to be the head coach. So that was possibly a one and done for Mike McCarthy. And this base, Case I just pretty much headed on the money, man. When you think about it, that's t- that's stuff that you, you know, you talk about and you do during the off season. You know, um, not even necessarily in the off season. You know, like I said, during the summertime preseason and training camp and stuff like that. So Dallas, a lot of people are gonna point to that one play. Everybody knows why Dallas lost this game. You have 14 penalties, if not more. Amen. Like that's why you had you had what how many you had what sixty minutes to get yep. it done or however many how much you know however much you know you had plenty of time period ample enough time period to get it done to win this game and the game was there for the taking in the second half when Jimmy G threw that interception I'm like oh here we go you know what I mean and Dallas just came out went, as they always do in a, in a playoff game unprepared how many times have we seen this with them maybe outside of that Seattle game a few years but a few years ago. When you look at the game, Dak's rookie um season when they was the number one seed, came out flat against Green Bay. Okay, made it a comeback, but they lost. When they went to the played the Rams in the playoffs a couple of years ago, after they beat Seattle, come out flat. Like this is what Dallas do. And like you like Kayson said, somebody has to take the um the blame. And it's gonna be Mike McCarthy, and he knows it. I have seen it all on his face. Every penalty, you yeah. could just see it. He could just see he knows that the, the blame is gonna go on him. Dak
2: is not going anywhere. At saw, least, not that. Go ahead. You saw it on his face. That's a great. That's a great point. You saw it on his face when that play didn't come together, and understandably, you know, he's trying to look at that game when the referees finally called it. But you could see—I don't want to call it fear—but you could see that kind of like discombobulated thought process in his head, and he knew everything <coughs> that was going to happen. After that game was over, uh, that that's a great point. I want to thank Wicked for pointing out that it was actually Arizona State for Nikhil Harry for us. Let me put a dollar in the jukebox and and play some of our beautiful calls from our
5: friends. So, um, Bill, well, the New England period are bad at drafting receivers. They are better at finding receivers in the off season and. Honestly, I don't think they will wanna go after Odell. I think Odell likes being in LA because he has a home there and it's LA. He needs a big city just to shine, right? Um Yeah, so they they should go after somebody else who's available. Um they should go after DeFonte Adams, but I don't think he will be available if um Green Bay wins the Super Bowl, which is my pick to win the Super Bowl th- this year. By the way,
1: now, that's now, my guys, pick too. I want,
0: I want to. No, I, we, we, to play I got Wiki down as the Chargers, and I, I, got, <laughs> I, got the, I, I think I got the <laughs> audio for that, man. We can see, see, I love I, I, I'll pick I picked the
2: Packers to win. I'm gonna play a couple of these messages, but I'll tell you the receiver that I think the Patriots could get, and who could definitely help him, them. And he's very disgruntled down in New Orleans. I wonder if Bill Belichick will dial up Sean Payton's number and see if there's any way he could get a hold of uh, Michael Thomas. Let's go to Wicked's next call.
5: No, no, no. I'm not getting out of here with that. Um, the Cowboys had more talent on both sides of the ball, okay? Not just the quarterback, the running backs, the wide receivers, the tight end. Well, may, maybe not the tight end because George Kittle is like better than Donald Schwartz, I think his name is, right? But um, the 49ers just had the front four and Nick Bosa just got that head injury. The Cowboys got Michael Parsons, Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Vendoresh, um, uh, the interception leader, and. In, Number seven, his name escapes me, and he's from my neighborhood that's that's just bad, bro. that's oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> my man. My
0: man
5: and uh the 49ers have the correct um the correct formula for the playoff. um Run the ball, keep the ball away from the other team who is explosive. I mean, like. A lesser team, if they could run, could be a better team any day. Come on. It's the playoff. It's all about time of possession, running the ball, and scoring touchdowns.
2: All right, let's go to King. King's got an interesting question, and we're staying on this topic of the the Cowboys uh, for just a little bit longer. Get some of the other games, King, I think, poses the question we were just talking about, but I think it's very pertinent.
4: Question to the panel: Do you think they get rid of Mike McCarthy and um, give Kevin Moore the shot, put Dan and keep Dan Quinn there as a defensive uh, uh, the DC?
2: Now, I think Brandon, Brandon, CEO. Let's each answer this question independently. You guys go; I'll go last.
1: <clears throat> well, I think that. Um, and all in the best case scenario, Jerry Jones would like to do that. King, he would like to keep Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator and promote Kellen Moore as the head coach and get rid of Mike McCarthy um after the disappointment. Yeah, but I think what's going to happen is I believe Dan Quinn is the favorite to land the Denver Broncos head coaching job. I touched on this last night. So I believe yeah. he will I believe he will be gone. And I believe therefore that was somebody would have to fill his shoes. Jerry Jones is gonna to have to fill his shoes on who's gonna be his defensive coordinator when you see the progress that Dallas had from a defensive standpoint based off of the past few years they had, especially after last year. Um, so they're going to have to fill the shoes then, but I do think Dan Quinn will be going, but I think Mike McCarthy will be going as well, and I think they'll promote Kellen Moore as the head coach, but um, Dan Quinn will be going. Best case scenario, he would like to keep Dan Quinn. It's all ownerships would love to keep you know, their, their best coaches, but Dan Quinn is out of there. I think he'll be the head coach in Denver.
0: And this is why the Cowboys are forever going to be in the situation they are now, Mike. Why hurry up and promote a guy that's never been a head coach in Kellen Moore? And if you look at the numbers as far as, I think, the last eight games of the season, the offense from Dallas has really struggled. They put up 17 points last night for a reason. The offense The offense just started going downhill. So I wouldn't hurry up and try to promote Kellen Moore as head coach. I mean, I would try to keep uh, Dan Quinn, but like Brandon said, he think he the favorite to the Denver Broncos job out in Denver. But if I'm Jerry Jones, I try to keep everything. To keep Dan Quinn because Dan Quinn was at a Super Bowl with um with Atlanta a couple years ago. Granted, they 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 got blown out by the Patriots, but I would I would keep move, promote Dan Quinn to head coach. Keep Kellen Moore and try to find somebody for the uh, defensive coordinator position. Because if you look at these head coaches that just got fired, I think one of these guys have to be had to be or used to be. a new guys coordinator. Care, yeah, we can. Have you. Yeah. Yeah, one of these oh guys life. had to be a, a defensive coordinator. So, we got to try to figure out a defensive coordinator here. But I think the biggest problem with Dallas is Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones need to give up his GM title and allow, you know, somebody else to come in and, 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 and run the organization the way it is. Like, it, it's sad that he's the only, only owner in the league that gets a press conference after every game. Like, you don't see – Mary doing that,
1: you know, <laughs> nobody else doing that, like, yeah, that, the only that guy that I know. I'm not even and, a Dallas fan, and that stuff pisses me off every time. Yeah, I that's annoying. Like, like, I'm like, bro, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> like,
0: even even the guy in Miami, like you was telling me about, like, he lives in New York, he don't even be a, like stay behind the scenes, do your thing. But I don't know, I guess it's Dallas, and you know, as us being like different uh fans of different teams, but we all Giants fans. But everybody else is uh, fans of different teams. Like nobody, it's the reason why we don't want to see the Cowboys succeed, man. It's just they do stuff out the ordinary. It, it's not the normal way of doing it. So I don't know. Here's I Here's what try I th- to
2: see. It. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think happens with Dallas and and Brandon. When I was listening to his show last night, I, I dropped a few messages, and this is what I could see happening with Dallas. And, and Kayson, I agree with you. You should be in no rush to promote that nice young offensive coordinator that you have down there because there are still things that he needs to learn and we all have talked about that Dan Quinn definitely looks like the number one candidate up in Denver but if that happens that also frees up one of the best current defensive coordinators in the NFL in Big Vangio. and I think that's exactly where Jimmy's going to go to fill that defensive void um, and I'm in no rush to promote Kellen Moore. I actually think that Jimmy's going to make it a point if he loses Quinn to get Vic, and this is by far going to this season is going to be McCarthy's next year unless he gets to a Super Bowl. He can get to the NFC Championship game and lose on one of those calls like the Saints lost on that b.i call from a couple of years ago, and Jimmy's going to fire him. I think a lot of that hinges though if they can bring in somebody like Fangio because Kellen Moore is going to need somebody that been around the league, somebody he can rely on. And I think Vangio would kind of really offer that experience if you didn't have a Mike McCarthy leading that team anymore. And and you guys hit it. This is why every every non-Cowboy fan loves to watch the Cowboys because this is how they this is how they play games for the last twenty years. This is this is just their this is just their MO. Um Ryan left us a message. Let's see what our friend Ryan has to
3: say. Yeah, no so, being from Green Bay, I've, I've lived here all my life. I watched all of McCarthy's games in Green Bay, basically. Um, McCarthy coached the way he always coaches. He's very conservative. He doesn't, you know, take a lot of chances. When he gets a lead, he sits on the ball. That's the way McCarthy has always coached. And what I'm a question for you guys, I guess, you know, Jerry Jones, imagine you're Jerry Jones. I think Kellen Moore is going to get a lot of interest this offseason and potentially job offers. So, my question would you stick around with or, or stick with Mike McCarthy, considering his history, or would you just go with Kellen Moore instead of just losing him potentially?
0: That's a nice question. But to answer that in the shortest way possible, you already know what you're getting from Mike McCarthy, somebody that can't manage the clock. <laughs> He's done in Green Bay. is currently doing it. And that's my thing with these 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 recycled NFL coaches. Like, granted, sometimes you can get a better start somewhere else and, you know, you change. Uh, I think Josh McDaniels would be a great point if you ever get another head coaching job. Like, sometimes it's your first job. You young. You might make some mistakes. But these older guys – they're stuck in their ways. like they, With the exception can, of
1: Joe Judge, he should never get yeah. a head
0: coaching job in life. <laughs> no, George, I think Joe Judge might be a collegiate coach. I think he would be an excellent collegiate coach. I don't yeah. think the NFL wasn't for him. I'm but sorry, yo, I just, just point. had to bring that up. <laughs> no, no, you good, you good. But These older guys are stuck in their ways. Like, mm. there's a reason why, like, think about it. a guy like Jack Del De Rio. I think he's the defensive coordinator in Jacksonville?
3: He's Raiders, Raiders. No, Raiders.
0: He's not a head coach no more. Mm-hmm. No. Freddie Kitchen was a head coach. He's not going to be a head coach. There's a reason why. Like, I guess you can try color Moore and see what you get out of it, but don't get upset when you're in the same position next year if not in the worst position.
1: No, I agree. I think that with Dallas, man. See, it's, like, is another thing that people need to bring up, too. Y'all do realize, like, Jimmy, And this is what we've been talking about, so I don't even need to say you do y'all realize. Like, y'all realize this. Y'all realize that Jimmy Jones... Anytime he gets... He, see, Jerry Jones doesn't want a head coach that's a dominant personality. That's why him and um, Jimmy didn't get it. Him and Jimmy Johnson, that's why that dynasty broke apart. Because you had a coach then. Jerry has to be the face of whatever's going on in Dallas. Like, Jerry, I get it. I understand. You know what I mean? But at some point in time period, you have to step back. And really, his son is the one that's actually so-called the GM. So I think Jerry Jones has actually kind of got rid of that title of, him, of himself. He's primarily the owner, as we all know. But I think his son now is really, quote-unquote, the general manager. But Jerry, like, even with a guy like, for example, like, okay, let's say he brings Vic Fangio in. Okay, it's fine if he's the defensive coordinator. But I think Vic Fangio can actually be a good head coach. I really do. I think he would be a good head coach in Dallas, to be honest with you. But you know what the problem with that is? He has a strong personality. And he's not going to go for some of the BS that Jerry Jones does. See, that's why Jerry Jones had Jason Garrett all that time, oh, for all those
2: years. And exactly.
1: And
2: yep. No, go with it, Brandon. That's the point I was going to make your spot on. I'm so glad you went there. Yeah, he, he he doesn't, he doesn't,
1: that's what I said. Like, come on, be, Belichick is not going to New England. Like, Belichick wouldn't even, like, even consider that. Because Jerry Jones has to have, he has to be the focal point of everything that they do. And that's why I don't think he does. That's why I said. So if he hired, if he if he decides to keep Mike McCarthy around, which I don't think he would do, because after the year that they had, but I wouldn't be surprised. We've seen what he did with Jason Garrett. After he had Jason Garrett for all those years, and then let's say now we don't know what Kellen Moore is going to be like as a head coach, but I'm pretty sure Jay Jones is going to try to want to run all over him. Like this is what Jerry Jones does, and I don't understand. Well, Dallas fans should understand this, but I don't understand why Dallas fans. Get their hopes up every single year. Look who you got in the press box every every like who, who's look who's running the show. Yes, they're the most viable franchise in all the sports. You cannot take that away from them. But what is that got? that gotten you?
2: What has that gotten you? Be, like because all because all cowboy see cowboy fans know that they, they 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 know it better. They honestly know it better. Than do. But here's but here's what the cowboy fans. Here's the only thing the Cowboys fans have is hope. That hope is that one year, he'll finally get it right since he won a Super Bowl, however many decades ago. And and hope is is all the Cowboy fans are uh, are, are kind of working their days off now. But I think Wicked wants to deflate some of that hope right now with his message.
5: Um, I don't think Jerry Jones will get rid of Mike McCarthy just yet. He will give him another two more seasons, then get Kellen Moore. Um, Again, like I've been saying in these shows, Jerry Jones doesn't like a strong will strong-headed coach. So he will always have somebody who is friends with him, who will let him do what he does and won't even bad an eye. Okay? So I don't think... Even though, like... Yeah, they... Shit the bed and they messed up their opportunity to have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Um, Jared Jones, ever since he fired Jimmy Johnson, he wants the credit for for building the team who wins the Super Bowl. Not anybody else, not the coach.
2: And look where it's gotten them. Exactly. And here's an interesting statement that we have on the on the queue from King. King is kind of taking exact opposite position in his statement as to what we're all talking about right now. So let's go to King's message and Brandon, I'm gonna I'm gonna open it up to you because he addresses the message to you. I'm gonna open it up to you. Give the first retort to King's message. Here we go, boys.
4: If that's the case though, Brandon, then that means that uh, Flores can have a chance to go over to Dallas and turn it over. And um, you know, even though I want him to be a head coach, but that's a position where he can show up that defense and show people why he needs to be a head coach. And maybe he can take of Moore's position.
1: I disagree with that, King, because like I said, Brian Flores is a strong personality. That's why he's not in Miami right now. That's exactly why he's not in Miami right now. If you notice, everybody that comes from Bell Belichick's coaching tree, they're strong. They 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 take right after him. They have strong-minded personalities. And I think that's the, like, so I get what he was, I guess what you, I get what you just said, King, but Brian Flores is a strong personality. So therefore, he's not going to be able to get along with um, Jerry Jones. That's not going to work. That's, that's why he's not in Miami right now. Because he has a strong personality. And Chris Gray, the GM, and Stephen Ross didn't like that. So, I just feel like sometimes, man, like, as an owner, yes, you are the owner. Yeah, you do get the final, yeah, the buck stops at you. But I feel like a lot of these owners, man, specifically Jerry Jones, because he's the main one out of all the sports. He's the main one that does this. You know what I mean? You need to actually allow your coach to actually coach the team. Like, why, it's like, you, like, 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 Case like, Jerry Jones, <laughs> why are you doing post-game press conferences? Like, why are you doing that? Every game, you're doing a post-game press conference. Like, okay, yesterday that was an exception. The season is over with. I get that. But there's been numerous of times throughout the years where he's doing a press conference after a game. Bro, what are you doing?
0: Coach. A... Yeah,
1: like <laughs> what are you doing? And I and I and I like what Skip used to say on first take back when he was on first take. Cause Skip used to actually make he was like, cause he's sick and tired of Jerry Jones nonsense. Me personally, Jerry Jones, if you feel that way, once you get out that suit, once you put on a headset, and once you go down there and coach the team. <laughs> do like they used to do back in the day Like with, with George Hollis there with the Bears Coach ain't on the team Seriously I'm not even trying to be G. funny man <laughs> yeah, I'm not even trying to be funny man But I'm just You know tired how much money he save though
4: Yeah like you
1: know people? how much money he'll save Like I'm just tired it's, Every year it's the same stuff with them Me and my father was talking about this last night It's the same stuff with them every year
2: Guys, we have seven, six in the queue. Let's clear up some of them. Eight in the queue. Let's clear up some of them, and then we'll go on to the other games that we were all fortunate to watch this weekend. Let's run to. Uh, oh, we have we have Wicked putting some Kaysan name on his message here. Let's go to the Wicked one. And oh yeah,
5: um, Kaysan, I didn't pick the Chargers to win this Super Bowl. I said they were my favorite team because I mess with Justin Herbert I don't like if you have the audio please play the audio I don't think I picked them to win the Super Bowl because I'm smarter than that like I can like something but my eyes tells me who's the best team but I didn't also pick Green Bay until just now Um, I think I went with Kansas City right Um, which was like an obvious choice but Right now, Green Green Bay has, like, all the groceries and the recipe to cook up them, to cook up a championship.
0: No, I was just going off the preseason projection. I I remember I picked Green Bay to win um, because I knew that was, I thought this was going to be Aaron Rodgers last year. But I just, I think I probably got it wrong. I think you you, you did say you like the Chargers. I don't know if you picked them to win the Super Bowl, but we got the audio. That's the good thing about phase one. We got all the audio. We keep all the files. So we're gonna replay it. I gotta figure so, out a way
2: to chop it and add it to a live segment. So player. when you when you go to those audio tapes, you can pull out my prediction of the Cowboys and the Cleveland Browns in the Super Bowl this <laughs> year. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Oh no, I'm guilty too,
0: man. I, I, I like Cleveland to to win the not to win the AFC, but to at least make the playoffs.
2: Man, we all the same take? way
1: because I had Cleveland. I actually, I thought, I'm serious. I really, really thought Cleveland was going to take that next. Time. I had Cleveland and Green Bay in the Super Bowl, but I had Green Bay winning the whole thing. So I guess I'm guilty too, but as far as Cleveland. Let's go back to King.
4: So you're saying that they had more talent. So why didn't it show? Oh, wait. Because it doesn't matter how much talent you have. It's all about the hard work that you put in and the way you stick to the scheme and the way that you practice. That's why they're not better than the 49ers. Let's jump into
2: Ryan.
3: I love the idea that you guys brought up about Dan Quinn um, because the last time I think that um, the Cowboys promoted their star offensive coordinator, young head coach, was when they fired Wade Phillips and... and went with Jason Garrett, and we all saw how that turned out. I think. I might be wrong about that, but I think. So it would make way more sense if you could get somebody a little bit more established, like in Dan Quinn. I think in Dan Quinn's defense, blowing a 28-3 to Super Bowl lead it probably ruins your your uh your coaching career no matter where you're at it, it just it's hard to rebound back from that And i think that ultimately was his downfall to get a fresh start as a head coach in dallas might be good
2: that's a Listen. good point because you you need to bring in a head coach in dallas and brandon talked on it with you know i mean how many years Did he have Jason Garrett as a backup quarterback to Aikman? And and he knew that Jason Garrett had no aspirations other than being a, a great head coach. And that's really where Garrett was focused on. But that point of bringing in like a stable, strong head coach that just wants to coach that team. And I'll include, I'll say the Joneses, not just specifying to Jerry. That's the kind of coach that could make this team successful that might not be what Mike McCarthy is. And you guys both raised on a really good point before about these older coaches, just like we talk about every week. As we get deeper into the NFL season, opponents have film on you. And rest assured teams have, so to speak, film on these coaches that have coached before because we're all creatures of habit. And these coaches all have tendencies. And that's maybe why somebody a little bit new like Kellen Moore kind of fresh face on the scene, can kind of bring in a different aspect, and you rest assured of this: that Kellen Moore, at 32 years old, if, if and when he becomes the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, it, it is not going to be rocking Jerry's boat. He's going to be grateful for everything that Jerry has to offer him. Exactly. But let's blow, let's blow through these calls, and then let's talk on the other
5: game. Okay. So the Cowboys fans yeah, the get the bamboozled. bamboozled. Because Jerry Jones is a great marketer, right? He will have the media and the news source talk about the Cowboys, whether they're two in fifteen or fifteen and two, right? So they they like get charged up early. Right. And they get also they also have Michael Irvin, who is their cheerleader and Skip Bayless. Like they have a lot of fans out there who will charge them up, but which I I love because they get disappointed every year. And it's the greatest thing ever to me in sports.
1: But you know what, though? That's yes. the difference between Cowboys fans. And I want to take this quick point. I want, that's the difference between Cowboys fans and Yankee fans and Lakers fans. Because I'm going to break this down real quick. See, Dallas fans, although a story, story franchise, they, their fans do this, like I said, every year. Jerry Jones does this every year. But if you notice, that some of the great Yankees, some of the great Lakers, and the, and the fans of the Yankees and Lakers, they know when we're not where we need to be. And those teams have way more championships than the Dallas. It's not even close. But I just brought that up because it's like those are those are flagship franchises for each sport. The Yankees are the flagship for baseball, the Lakers, basketball, Cowboys, football. But Dallas, Dallas, like you said, Michael Irvin and some of them, and I'm not even gonna let like some of those other Dallas legends off the Emma Smith. They do the same. They they I'm not letting them off the hook, because they do the same thing Michael like Irvin. They're just not as animated as him. But that's the difference between those three franchises. Like the Yankees and Lakers, know when they're not where they need to be. Dallas fans don't know that. They can't grasp that yet. They don't understand. They still believe in. They they think there's the '90s.
2: We still living in the '90s. You know, there's. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta. I gotta compliment you. And case on, jump right in because I just want to pay this compliment to Brandon. There are times when, and, and you know, we're all from the tri-state area originally. There'd be times. I was listening to WFAN from the first day they went on the air. And there are times where people would call in or pundits would talk about a sport and come across a point that is so perfect that you have to stop and just go, man, that's a brilliant observation. And Brandon, that is a brilliant observation and comparison that you just did because those other teams will not be afraid to say out loud what you just said because they're so entrenched in winning and they know their philosophy works, the Yankees will come out and say, Hey, we suck right now, but you know what? We're not going to suck next year. And they don't try to milk water from a stone that year that they admitted that they suck. Killer observation, my brother. No, I killer observation. Yeah. appreciate it. I agree with Brandon killer. 100%, especially
0: when it comes to the Yankees. Like Cashman doesn't play that at all. Cashman will come out mid season and say, this team ain't competing, we selling, <laughs> this is what we doing. A in come out black be like, we're going to go for it all. We're going to go get a big bet. We're going to go get a pitcher. Like, but, like you said, Dallas, for whatever reason, Dallas think they there all the time. It's like, we a quarterback away. We a pass rusher away. <laughs> and, and they don't even be close. They <laughs> think with the Lakers, and, and the, Lakers and the, and to the, be honest.
2: Right, and the great point about that, I'm sorry, Case, but the great point about that, Those teams are so confident in who they are. And here's the thing. The Cowboys should have that same amount of confidence that the Lakers have and the Yankees have because they are in the storied sports tradition of all of those franchises. Absolutely. But I think that that shows fundamentally the ego and the insecurity that Jerry Jones still has to this day regarding his Dallas Cowboys, that he's not cemented in his plan like the buses are with the Lakers or like the Steinbrenners and the Cashmans are regarding the Yankees. Let's hit one last ball, and then we'll branch out on to uh, some of the other phenomenal games that we got to watch yet.
4: And I feel you, Brandon, but that's him as a head coach. As a DC, I don't think he's going to have that, and he'll be able to work his way in by realizing the politics that he has to play that's why i asked the question not saying that you're wrong but you have to realize you live and you learn well Flores as a
1: head coach is is like i said how many i think Flores is actually a good head coach for whatever reason it didn't work out in miami i know why it didn't work out in miami but i just think now as a defense i don't think like i said jerry jones is not going to i don't know i'm still kind of confused on king's question i don't know if he said as a head coach, or Flores is the defensive coordinator, because I don't think Flores is taking a defensive coordinator job nowhere else except unless it's in New England. He's not going to another team after he just came from being a coach with the Dolphins for three years, just to be somebody some other team's defensive coordinator. So I don't know if he's saying head coach, but that's my thing. Yeah, it's not Brian Flores. It's all about JV Jones. Brian Flores is not taking okay. that job because of the simple fact that he has a strong personality, and Jerry Jones doesn't get along with strong personalities.
2: Brian Flores has too much class to do what I'm about to propose just to make a funny point. Brian Flores has way too much class to do this. But in Brian Flores' mind, if he took that Dallas Cowboy job, every week in his mind, he would be doing what Antonio Brown did in his last game as a buck. He would get so frustrated working with Jerry Jones. He would hand the headset off to Kellen Moore and be like, this is your team. Just, just go with it. I'm done. Hey, so that Steeler game, Chief game last night, here's my question for you guys. Are the Chiefs, are the Chiefs back, and have they put everything together at the right time to make a run through the playoffs? Oh, man. Um...
0: That game right there, man, I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. I turned that game on, I fell asleep. <laughs> like, I was not nervous about that game. Like, I think I had the Steelers at 21 and a half, and I just, Damn. I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep, and I, I just was glad they game cover. man. That game did not interest me. I didn't think the Steelers had a fighting chance. <laughs> me and Brandon and PJ was on during the week. And I was like, man, like I love PJ, but them guys don't got a fighting chance, and and it goes to show they they didn't have a fighting chance. Um, but do I think Kansas City is back? We got to wait and see next week who they play. I think they play uh, the Bills, the Bills. Bills. So this this is a that, oh, we didn't, we didn't even get to the next week games, but that's that's the game of the week for me next week, man. Josh Allen going home. I'm at Josh Allen being home in Buffalo. Kansas City coming to that cold weather. But no, Buffalo got to
1: travel. Buffalo has to travel to Kansas City. Kansas City was the two seed. Right. Oh, I thought Buffalo, Buffalo was the DPC. one. Nah, Tennessee's no, Tennessee's the one. The Chiefs are the two. All Buffalo's right. the third. Oh, yeah, Buffalo got to go to Kansas oh, City.
0: No. Oh, oh, this is going to be crazy. Yeah, so <laughs> here are the, so the
2: the AFC games for next week right now are Bills and Chiefs on Sunday at 6:30, and the Chiefs are opening up at a, as a two and a half point favorite, and the Bengals are traveling to Tennessee, and Tennessee's favored by three points in that game uh, for for next week. And and my real my real touch point, and I agree with you, case I was the same way with that Pittsburgh game last night. I thought that Pittsburgh game for Kansas City, how easily they handed that handled that game, was like. It's kind of like when a heavyweight champion gets ready for a really, really tough fight and maybe he wants to take a little bit of a tune-up not to stay rusty. And I think that bodes well for Kansas City to throw up a 41 spot against, listen, an old Ben Roethlisberger and a tired team and just a long season for the Steelers. And I think Brandon hit on it perfectly. The the real test for Kansas City is going to be what they do against buffalo and i mean heck buffalo's got to travel to kc so that, that's going to be a fun game that's going to be a real real fun game to watch um Bengals and titans could be a super fun game has anybody heard from their sources if king henry is potentially back for this game have you guys had or seen or read anything on this
1: like I said I got to okay. do my I got to do uh I got to actually look at it to see um if I'm not mistaken I would I would I would like to think that he is playing he's been practicing the past couple of weeks since they activated him so I would like to think that he's playing um, because I personally believe that Tennessee needs them to play in this game. I know they probably kind of played eleven, well, not kind of, they played eleven games without him. But this is the postseason, and Cincinnati is a, a little, is a different animal. Um, now I'm with Caseon. I actually have Tennessee winning this game, but I just believe that you need your best player for this game. This is the postseason. You're at home, and I just feel as though uh, I just it's gonna be really hard for Tennessee to win this game without him. Like I said, I know they won eleven games without him, and a lot of that best games that they won was without him. But that's the regular season. This is the postseason. And uh, you know, things change once the playoffs game as we all know. So I don't I'm not sure, but I would like to think that he's playing though. Yeah, he's been sitting off for a while too. So we gotta, you know,
0: keep in contact the rest. Like, you know, actually playing a game and practicing is two different things. Like you could practice all you want to actually getting my getting the pads on and getting that first hit. Granted, it was a foot injury, so it wasn't like a torn ACL or nothing like that, or a broken bone. Well, Technically, with like a fracture. But, yeah, you know, it's different when you get to that games because it's not like he got – he had a couple regular season games to get, you know, back into rhythm. Like, they throwing him in the postseason when to go home. Like, that, that's why I say I love the NFL playoffs, man, when to go home. Like, we could see Joe Burrow <laughs> in, in the conference championship all week though, right. So, that's the beauty of the NFL, man. That one week off can kill you. And that goes to Tennessee and that one week off can kill you.
2: Absolutely. Here's how I look at King Henry, in my opinion. I don't really need him to practice. I just need to know he's healthy because King Henry's like that great car that you have in your garage that you only take out on weekends when weather's perfect. You don't need to tune it up because you know that you know that, that car knows exactly what it needs to do. You just need to make sure you have good gas in it and the spark plugs are working and the tires are good, no pun intended, to the feed foot injury. But I think if Henry's there, we can pretty much hope to expect exactly what we've seen from him in the previous seasons. Now, for our Eagle fans listening, A.K.A. Brandon, Long, I would <laughs> I would look at that Eagle I would look at that Eagle game and look at it this way, fans. Hey, we made it to the playoffs. You know, we put up a 15 spot against one of the best defenses in the league, and we have three number one picks next year. Mazel tov, Eagles. You're looking great for the for the future. What do you guys just real think, uh, real quick on that Eagles-Bucks game?
1: Um, well, like I said, um, Tampa did what they was supposed to do. Um, I touched on this last night, and I touched on it leading up to this game. I thought Tampa was going I thought this game was going to be, um, you know, not evenly matched, which it wasn't. And um, I just felt like Tampa was the far more superior team. They did what they were supposed to do. You're at home. It's the postseason. You're on a quest to repeat. Beat up on a lesser opponent. It's the same thing that Kansas City did to Pittsburgh. It's the same thing that Buffalo did to New England, even though that was surprising compared to Tampa and Kansas City's game. But as far as Philadelphia is concerned, and I I, I, I um, I mentioned this to my mother after the game. I told her, I said, Mom, I would not be surprised to see how we explore his options. In terms of trying to upgrade the quarterback position, because they didn't want to commit to Hurts um, coming into this season. Like I remember, they, were, they were, the Philly media kept asking Sirianni, "Is he the starter?" Sirianni was like, he didn't want to. He, he didn't even want to confirm it. It was like he was hesitant to confirm if if Hurts is the starter or not. And I'm like, it should be a no brainer. Like, who do you have backup? You know, I, I, was Minshew at the, Yeah, Minshew was the backup at the time of the start of the season, but... No, the no, thing no, is, Mishu wasn't... Mishu was oh, he the wasn't game. there at the beginning. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. No, Flacco was... Flacco was Flacco. Yeah, yeah Flacco. Flacco was the backup. So I'm like, why are you hesitant to commit to Hurts? I'm not about to commit to Flacco as a starter, so it shouldn't be no quarterback competition. But that just goes to show you that I personally... Howie's always strike me as one of those GMs that he's always exploring options, always wants to keep uh, his eyes open on how he can make the team better. Um, now, me personally, I wouldn't give up on Hurts after just this year. I would want to see how Hurts comes back next year. And if Hurts does not improve as a passer, because everybody keeps talking about his playmaking ability, playmaking ability that's is not going to get you. It's not going to win you the Super Bowl. Is can you accurately throw the football? And we know he can run. We know he is. He has playmaking ability. We know that. But how many times, guys, did you? I, it was so many times in that game where I'm like, what is he doing? Whether it's throwing high, whether it's throwing low. He had Devontae Smith open before he threw that first pick, and he underthrew him. He just threw it up, and then the second pick that he threw was horrible. He just looked overmatched, and I understand it's Tom Bowles' defense. I get all of that. That front seven, I get all of that. I do, and I understand it was his first playoff game, but even throughout the season, when you look at Hurts' um, stats, statistically, um, he wasn't that good as a passer, and that's, if you watch, anybody that watched Skip or Shannon, they proved that. Skip is a big Jalen Hurts fan. Shannon Sharp is not. But Shannon Sharp always makes good points about Hurts. Like, okay, yeah, he has a great playmaking ability, but can he actually throw the football accurately? Now, obviously, you can always get better as a passer. We've seen that multiple times with quarterbacks over the years. You know what I mean? But sure. I just, it's, it's it's questionable with him. And I'm real, I'm going to be really curious to see what Philly decides to do in the offseason. I think Hurts will come back as a starter. But I'm telling you guys now, if he doesn't approve as a passer, he's out of there after next year. Okay, guys. So what perspective son,
0: you... do you? I'm gonna say, what perspective do you guys want? Do you want the perspective as me as a Giants fan,
2: or do you want the perspective of <laughs> yeah, me as me as a
0: football <laughs> animal? I, you...
2: I, I want, mm-hmm. I want your honest perspective. But did you see that game yesterday? The uh the the Eagles game. The Eagle no, game. No, I didn't see okay. it. Okay.
0: So yeah, so, become, so I didn't see the... it.
2: So, so give, give, me, give me your perspective, but the one thing I just want to interject before that is, is I was listening to some handsome guy do a radio show on Stereo last night named Brandon. Late, late, late night. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I had, met, I had mentioned, and, and I couldn't believe I actually got a free call in line. Every time I tried to leave a message, I got a busy signal. But when I finally got through, my only, my only observation of that game yesterday, and Brandon brought it to my attention just a minute ago on what he was saying was that was really the first playoff game for probably about 75% of the players on the Eagles. But I really thought that Sirianni coached... I don't, I don't want to say he coached scared. He play-called scared. I know it was his first playoff game, but that's the take I got from the Eagles. But, Case Line, throw it on us, man. What are you thinking about Philadelphia? How did they finish the season? What do you think of? about...
0: Nah, I mean, as far as Philadelphia, like... Going to the playoffs no matter what, whether you're a good team, bad team, middle of the road team, is always good. Because then the guys you have on your roster, like you just said, being seventy percent was young, probably never been to the postseason. So now you get that jitters, those whatever you call it out the way. So if you're fortunate enough to make it to the postseason again next year, you don't have that in, as an excuse. You went to Tampa Bay. Granted, you didn't play your best ball against Tom Brady, but who does? This is Tom Brady in the playoffs. Let's be completely honest here. But back except to my for the Giants, play, except for the Giants. Like, well, we're not there yet. We're nowhere near there. But, well, we have our own show about that. But um, yeah, going back to like the quarterback situation in Philadelphia. Like I said, me, the Giants fan. Oh yeah, keep keep hurts. <laughs> keep him. Keep him as your quarterback. <laughs> it's good for us because he yeah. can't throw. He's not. He's not a. He's not a pocket quarterback. He's a playmaker, and Brandon said it perfectly. Like playmakers are not going to win you the Super Bowl. It's a reason why Mike Vick never won a Super Bowl. It's a reason why Lamar hasn't been to the big game yet. As dynamic and that as Lamar is, he hasn't been to the Super Bowl yet. So it goes back to show you, and if I'm Philadelphia, I'm looking at Deshaun Watson. I'm calling Seattle. I'm not hanging up until I get Russell Wilson in Philadelphia. Granted, he's already expressed that he wants to go to a bigger market, his wife. You know she she uh sings acts whatever so she's New not York New yeah, York yeah you not New York is right there but if you don't go to New York Philadelphia's up the Turnpike so that's a good area like you can have a house in New York or New Jersey and still have the opportunity to play in Philadelphia and then Aaron
1: Rodgers if you get Aaron Rodgers in Philadelphia oh please. Nah, like, <laughs> You never know, but you got you got the picks. You got the ammunition. No, that's what Do I'm it. saying. That's why I said, oh, please. I said, oh, please. Like, I would never. I, that, that's the worst nightmare for me. That's the worst nightmare as a Giants fan. Right? <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers goes to
0: Philadelphia, man, they'll they'll, they'll be throwing another parade soon because the talent is there, especially when you have a guy like, uh what's his name? Devontae so Smith. Have. I'm so yeah. scared. And he's only getting better and better as the years progress. So, it's like, yeah. you, you're a quarterback away. I, if I'm Philadelphia, I'm not looking at Hertz as the future, I'm really calling to get one of these quarterbacks, man, because you're, this is a team that I can honestly say that's literally a quarterback away. Like, they made it to a postseason with a, a below-average quarterback in, in, in Hertz. We can all agree that he's below-average. Like, he's not going to be the typical NFL starter, but if you do get your hands on one of these quarterbacks, man, you could be running the NFC East by next year. Like, Dallas is going to be Dallas. They always going to be in the full mix. But you just made it as a wild card team, like you can win this division easily because the Giants ain't gonna be any better next year. Depends what they do on the quarterback situation, and even if they do get one of these good quarterbacks, they still got a lot of holes on the defensive side of the ball. The offensive line is always been an issue. Washington is Washington, they self destruct themselves. <laughs> like, Washington well, will find a way to, to, to destroy Washington.
1: Philly, <laughs> I, I, I think Philly. Not, let me say this one last point about the Eagles Philly, yeah, they um, Philly. They like I said, I agree with him, they need to address the quarterback position um because I don't think Hurts is the long-term answer. But also fordy also, Kason got other issues on that team. like they they need another two corner. Outside of Slater. Steve Nelson is oh, not going to be a Rodney McLeod is had you wonder like you know what I mean? His his like I wonder because they still got a couple of players, guys, left from that Super Bowl roster. Jason Kelsey, one of the best centers still in all of football, has been considering retirement every offseason. You just wonder if this is the year. Lane Johnson's getting up there in age, although I think he's still playing a high level as far but as they're not like
0: major pieces though. It's not like the Giants, but like the whole offensive line has to be Oh, yeah, yeah, like, no, yeah. No, they they, yeah. Just, they
1: just got a couple of pieces that you, can you just could just Quarter yeah. from the draft, you can yeah, no, absolutely, the like, yeah.
0: So when you're in a position like that's why I say they quarterback away. Like when you can go out in free agency and put like little pieces around, and you're good. With the Giants, like we got to tear we we, we tear yeah, We need that. We, we got to rebuild everything up. And, that, and that's yeah. why I say we're not in the predicament to be like, oh yeah, we can compete. And as Giants fans or anybody that's a delusional Giants fan thinks that we're going to be competing for a postseason birth next year. Listen, come talk to me, because I'm in mental health. Right? We could talk about the problem. <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm
1: telling you right now, well, our team and the NFC, I'm telling you right now, like, well, us being in the, in the, like, Giants, Washington, Dallas, Philly, all in the NFC East, which is, by the way, the most popular division in all of football. I just want to get bring that out there. Yes, sir. Even with that being said, um, this is the perfect time period for Dallas to capitalize and for Philly to capitalize and for Washington to stop. Self-destructing because I'm telling you right now, when the Giants get back on the map when they get back on the mat, it will be we will be coming for our fifth Lombardi Trophy. I'm letting everybody know that now. I'm not talking about right now because right now we're in the down times. It's the dark days right now. You know what I mean? But we know when we do get back on the mat, we'll
2: we'll 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 be bringing that fifth Lombardi Trophy back to New York. Well, since us as Giant fans are talking about the Eagles, and we just talked about the Dallas game let's not leave our resident redskin fan out in the cold and let's
5: do it so i'm i'm gonna tell y'all something about billionaires billionaires became billionaires by not taking orders from other people right so um that's why i respect a owner like robert Kraft. Right? Like Robert will acquiesce every decision, football decision to Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick has presented them with six (laughs) Super Bowl trophies, right? And some owners will like acquiesce to the coaches, but then again, they will trump them, right? Or They will get involved Jerry Jones is just the one that's really out there like saying it like look I won't listen to anybody but me okay and everything runs through me as everybody knows so if you have a problem with a coach come to me.
2: Perfect point about Robert Kraft that's perfect it is it's 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 spot on it's spot on and and I mean when these two when these thirty-two billionaires, actually thirty-one billionaires, I think the only owner <coughs> that isn't a billionaire is the owner of the Raiders. And when the all Packers these guys get into and yeah, that's true. That's that's a great point. But when these guys get into that room, Kraft is the only one that well, he I mean, he has the greatest coach since Vince Lombardi, but Kraft's the only one that has like a ballast in his organization. And and Wicked's phrasing of presenting to craft those Lombardi trophies is spot on. And uh, that's just, you know, I always say to my wife, we got to see jo- her and I got to see Jordan in his prime, got to see Tyson in his prime. And right now it's great to see Brady and Belichick and Kraft because who knows in the future when anybody's going to be able to observe these dynasties, but I digress because I hear some glass crunching in my ear, and the king wants to throw some arrows about the Kansas
4: City Chiefs. Kansas City is not back. You you can't compare. It's, it's just like the the Bills, you know, what they did to the Patriots, not to take anything away from them, but at the end of the day, the superior team won. You know what I mean? Same thing with the 49ers in, in Dallas, right? Superior team won. So I don't think that they're back yet. The next the next round, whoever they play, if they dust them out the same way, then yes, I will say that they're back. But I'm not doing that with the Steelers. Nah, son.
1: Nah, I agree because I, I said this, um, you know, I told PJ this because we was texting on Instagram last night and I told PJ, I said, um, Kansas City is like, listen, this is my thing with them. Offensively, I think they're back. I think they, they they finally back to where they need to be offensively. And they finally found a new weapon. If they, It's like if they already didn't need one in McKinnon after what he did um, last night. But, you know, Jerry McKinnon, that running back that they have. But Kansas City offense, we know, can explore at any time period. My problem with Kansas City, and, it's still, and it still is, is the defense. People keep talking about this defense is back. All right, well, who did they face in the second half of the season that was a legit offense? Because when they were facing legit offenses, they lost. Tennessee, Buffalo earlier this year. Like that, like you said, like like Biggie said, that's that was a tune-up game. That was the perfect opponent. That was a tune-up game. You know what I mean? Against Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Pittsburgh really. I'm not going to sit there and say they, don't, they didn't deserve to be there. You you're in the playoffs. You deserve to be there. So I'm not going to sit there and say that. But Kansas City measuring stick is this game. Me personally, I'm kind of upset that this is the divisional game. I wish this was the AFC yes. Championship game. Which would which, 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 which it was the AFC Championship game last year, Buffalo and Kansas City. You know what I mean? Um, obviously these two teams have met a couple of times, few times over the past couple of seasons. Obviously last year in the AFC championship game, Buffalo dusted them earlier this year in Kansas city. Um, me personally, I think Buffalo's on a revenge tour though. Uh, I think this is the game where Josh Allen gets over the hump and gets to the AFC championship game. So I got Buffalo in this game. We'll talk about that once we get to our divisional picks, but um, I don't think Kansas city is necessarily back. I think offensively, they're still a problem, and they're going to always be a problem as long as Mahomes is the quarterback and you got Andy Reid calling the plays and you have those weapons. I think defensively, they still have issues. I'm not sold on that defense for turning it around. They still have problems. And you're going to you, we're going to see it on
2: Saturday. They're going to have problems. They're going to have problems. I think the thing I love about that Kansas City-Bills matchup is exactly what Brandon touched on and what we talked about before. And being a boxing fan, I love that both – because these games yesterday were exactly what you wanted to see for a mega fight or a mega football game, right? Kansas City went out there and walked all over Pittsburgh. Buffalo went out there and walked all over the Patriots. These teams are firing on everything they need to right now to put up 41 points a game against not only elite organizations in the history of the NFL, but like Brandon said, no joke, they made the playoffs. So these are two good football teams. This game next week is going to be so much fun to watch. And unfortunately for Chiefs fans, because I love Spags. I love Steve Spagnola. So I'll always root for the Chiefs. But I do think Jeff Green is going to be very happy because I do think this is I do think this is Buffalo's time in the AFC this year. What do you think, Case? No, I do think I, I mean, and I said this to
0: Brandon. I think I said this. you, yeah, I think this is Buffalo's year to get to that to the AFC Championship game. Now, if they win it, I don't know. That's a different story. But I, I, like Brandon, just made the valid point here. Like we can't sit here and say Kansas City's bad because that defense hasn't really played anybody. Like especially that Giants game, which was a close game. If, if, yeah, yeah, which was a close game. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> to, like towards the end, and I'm sitting here like. Why is this game close? I don't even think DJ was playing. I think it was,
1: I want to say... Uh, that was, that game was close, K-San, and then the Denver, the last game of the season, which was still a meaningful game for Kansas City, that Denver game was close. If that tight end catches that ball at the goal line, I forgot what happened because I didn't really watch that game, but I saw some highlights. I saw them talk about it. I saw Shannon Sharp talk about it. Denver could have won that game, and we're sitting there talking about Kansas City going to Buffalo instead of uh, instead of um, Kansas Buffalo having to come to Kansas City. So, Kansas City defense is not, listen, this is a bad, I don't care, to me personally, this is a bad matchup for the Chiefs, because Buffalo to me is the most complete team, or arguably one of the most complete teams, well not arguably, they are one of the most complete teams left. What they did on offense, what they have on offense, if Josh Allen plays like that, and all they got to do, because I kept telling P.J. this, Buffalo doesn't have to run the. They don't have to be a running football team. They don't need to be with the personnel that they have on offense. They just need to run the ball to keep a defense honest enough. So, P.J. kept talking about he doesn't trust Buffalo. Like, I'm like, why you don't trust them? You know what I mean? Like, so they, Buffalo's actually been running the football effectively over the last month or so. Buffalo is a serious problem, guys. They're a serious problem because they're complete on both sides of the ball. They're well coached on both sides of the ball great front office, and they're hungry. We saw what happened last year. That picture of Stefan Diggs crying, seeing Kansas City win the AFC Championship game. You don't think these guys want revenge? That, that regular season game that they had earlier this year, okay, they knew they was probably going to have to face Kansas City again in the postseason. So, I'm not going to say it's a bad matchup for the Chiefs. Let me rephrase that. But I do think that Buffalo is just a better team. I think they're more complete. I think they're the most complete team in the AFC. I really do.
0: My only thing is now, that guys, home the advantage that Kansas City has, man, because, like, this is a game where if you and Buffalo I'd give it to Buffalo easily. I wouldn't even say easy because you can't really give anybody anything easy because of NFL football. But this is where you would need that home field advantage. So if Buffalo does lose this game, we can all go back and say, like, how important was that number one seed from now Nah, Buffalo? I agree. No,
1: nah, I agree. Well, yeah, well, the two or the one seed. I agree. I, I definitely agree. I, I-, I agree. Like, going, traveling to Arrowhead is it's, it's all different, a tough man. man. It's, it's, it's a different vibe. That's why I said if they do beat Buffalo and then Tennessee beat Cincinnati, we're gonna finally get the chance to see Kansas City and the playoffs on the road. Think about this, guys. They haven't. Kansas City hasn't played a road playoff game in the AMC since Mahomes has been the quarterback. They've had a home, every game is a, it's a home playoff game. If you don't, if you don't, because obviously the Super Bowl is a neutral site. But every since Mahomes has became the four time starter in twenty eighteen, every playoff game has been at home. I, I really want to see those guys on the road. I really do, because they've had they've been lucky to have. I ain't gonna say lucky, but they've been fortunate to have home field. or a home. It seemed like a home playoff game every time. pivot
2: Well, you know I what never they say. About that. I didn't either, but you know what they say: home cooking is the best cooking. Absolutely, <laughs> it will be. It will be nice to see Kansas, Kansas City, City on Warriors. the road if that happens. I love it. So, boys, we have one more game. We have one more game left to see evening. And that's the Cardinals South to Los Angeles. Three and a half point spread over/under. Not that we're concerned with that, but what do you guys look tonight in this Cardinal Rams game?
0: Ooh, I like the you. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'd like to, to show you my ticket. Let me see what I got on this ticket because this is the oh, last one for me man. to win All right, I, <laughs> I got man. the Rams plus two and a half, and then I, I like the under 54 and fifty-four and a half. So. The Rams better not cost me money, man, because I'm trying to win. So no analysts for me. This is just straight. I need the Rams to do their thing today, man. I need the Rams to do their thing today. So I'm going Rams, and plus, you know me, I'm a big Odell fan. So wherever Odell at, that's we rocking with for the postseason. So, but I'll, I'll talk.
1: I'll talk from the analyst side. I think the Rams are going to win this game just because of the simple fact that I think when D Hop went out, and obviously they expected for him to be back in the postseason, but I think they expect yes. him to be back assuming that he, like, I think Arizona would have to win this game and maybe they can get D Hop back against Tampa if Arizona wins tonight. But not having D Hop in this game is crucial. Their offense has not been the same since he went down. Um, and they have a multitude of talent. You know, they have they have offense. Like, they have talent. The problem is you need D-Hop to complete the puzzle, and they just don't have him right now. And I just think that um, not having – like, Jalen Ramsey is pretty much going to have a a, – should have a calm day tonight – should have a calm night because you don't have to worry about D-Hop. Like, I, you know, A.J. Green is respectable, but at this point in his career, he's a number two. He's not a number one. I think it was perfect for Arizona to go get him and to compliment D-Hop. But now that D-Hop is gone and A.J. is forced to be the number one, he's just not a number one at this point in his career anymore. So I just think this is um, – I, I believe the Rams should win. The only thing that scares me about this game, guys, Matthew Stafford. He cannot turn the ball over, especially when you're not close to your and – you're not close to the opponent's end zone. When because it's been too many time periods over the past um, couple of months, past several games where he's turning the ball over, guys. It's not even a simple, but you're turning the ball over behind in your own end zone. Like it's it's, right. it's you know what I mean. Like it's bad. So I could tell. Like I, I'm I'm really like this is this is Stafford's moment. This is his moment. He has to. You got to get out the first round. I don't care. You got to get you at home. You got to get out the first round. Like you got to at least get to the divisional round. But this this is the only thing that scares me about this particular game. I do believe this is going to be a good game. I think the Rams will pull away at the end because I think they're a better team at this point. Both teams are not playing their best football coming into this game. And when you look at how they're coming in. um, But I just think the Rams are more healthy. And I think that's what matters. They're more healthy. And I just think they're a better team. And Sean McVay just has Cliff Kingsbury number. I know Cliff Kingsbury won the game earlier this year at L.A. at SoFar. But that was the fourth week of the season. And Arizona was fully healthy they're not fully healthy with D-Hop. Now, they do get J.J. Watt back, which would be crucial on the defensive side of the ball, but D-Hop is their biggest loss, and I think that's who's going to be... That's why Arizona's going to lose this game. Well, you raise a I good like point, it.
2: because what having what Jalen Ramsey and not having D-Hop to worry about, from a defensive strategy, you can say, okay, listen, we're going to put Jalen on A.J. and force Cliff to pick everybody else's number, or... You just say, Jalen, we're gonna put you on like old Deion Sanders' philosophy. We're gonna put you on one third of the field, and they're never even gonna go to that. So at all, as far at as all. this, as, yeah, exactly. So as far as this game goes, you know, you're you're a genius, B man, because I wasn't even thinking about how inconsistent that Stafforder's been. My initial reaction to this game was, I think if Arizona wins this game, that. Kyle Murray would have such a performance that we'll be talking about that game in our next show. And I, at Stafford, I mean, anybody can see that Stafford's not playing well. Stafford looks like a guy that's dealing with a little bit of a leaning injury and somebody that's played just a really long season mentally. But that being said, I agree. I think the Rams totally have enough to win this game tonight, whether it be by 10 or, or whether it be by three points, um, I think the Rams move on from this game and advance to the uh, to the next round of what looks to be just a phenomenal divisional round. I mean, we talked about it a little while ago. Next week's games. Um, and we can hit – We can. I, I don't know how much time you guys have, but the whole point of this Blitz program is to kind of keep it to like an hour, hour and a half program. Um, but just kind of previewing hey, these games that we have. I was going to say, we series. can get into it next week.
0: I mean, not next week, but yeah, that, next show. Cause next show, exactly. I was gonna make exactly a quick point way. on the Rams because if they lose this it's game better. tonight, man, if they, even, if they lose this game tonight, oh yeah, there's know,
1: gonna be some like, questions. There's gonna be some questions be if lot they lot lose this game yeah, because you land. can't, the, like, they, the Rams, they did exactly what LA likes. They like stars, the Lakers, the Dodgers. They like stars, so that's what the Rams have. But LA is not gonna fully gravitate towards the team. I read a, a beautiful article by Los Angeles Times this morning. Um, a preview on this game and they were basically talking about in order for the Rams now listen it's going to take a long long time for the Rams to ever catch up to the Lakers or the Dodgers in LA like I know that town I'm not from there obviously but I've been on the West Coast a couple of times and I I see how they gravitate to what the Lakers are king number one and then the Dodgers are two and then everybody else after that is just a distant third but in order for the Rams to gravitate or to LA and for them to actually gravitate towards this fan base um, towards the city of LA they have to win. That's Los Angeles. They like championships. That's what they're used to. Um, so they have to win. And like I said, if they lose this game, guys, at home, you're not in Arizona. And even if you was, it would still be bad. But you're at SoFi. I expect to see a lot of celebrities and stars at this game. It's in L.A. That's the beautiful SoFi Stadium. It's the first ever SoFi playoff. It's going to be the first ever playoff game at SoFi Stadium. I expect to see a lot of stars tonight in the house. And if they lose this game, Stafford comes out flat. They, they just look flat. The defense is not making stops. And also, I got to mention this, too. The Rams are missing two key defense, defensive players in the backfield. They still have Ramsey. But Fuller is out and Rapp is out. Yep. That's why they went Ooh. and got Eric Weddle off of, um you know, out of a time. Retirement. You know, yeah, but who knows how he's going to perform. So, that's why the Arizona, even with missing D-Hop, that, if I'm Cl- Cliff Kingsbury and I'm Kyle Murray, I like that, okay. They're missing two key defensive players. Okay, we might not even throw Ramsey's side, but we still got that with the other field, and the, you know what I mean, and other parts of the field that we can work to. So, this game is going to be interesting. Okay, sign so headed on the money, Biggie. The Rams got to win this game because if they do not win this game, okay, if you lose to Tampa, okay, nobody, okay, you lost to Tampa, but if you lose this game,
2: spot on. It's gonna,
1: be, it's, it's gonna be some questions, man. It's gonna like be a said, The LA market is similar to the New York market, absolutely.
0: So, and they not going to sit here and care that you wasn't ready or your two best defensive players were hurt, they going <laughs> to look at like, Dude. you signed Von Miller, you signed Jay, Robert Wood, unfortunate injury, but it happened. Still got Cooper Cup. Yeah, you still Stafford, got enough talent, man. You still got enough talent. This game. Yeah. And Stafford don't play. It's like, you threw all your marbles at Stafford, and it's like, now everybody's going to be right. Like, Stafford can't win the big game. Stafford was probably who he was in Detroit.
1: And then people are going to say, oh, well, look, Stafford, we couldn't even get the first round with Stafford. We got to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff. Jared and everybody Goff. knows in their right mind that Goff is not a better quarterback than Stafford. But if Stafford doesn't win this game, L.A. not trying to hear that. I, I, and, like LeBron, LeBron had to come out and make a tweet last night talking about Laker Nation. I promise we'll be better because he knows this is how <laughs> LA is. They don't. LA doesn't care about what you did before you got there. LeBron said that before he got to the Lakers. They don't. He was. He was like, they don't care what I did before I got here. You know what I mean? Like that's how LA is. That's how New York is. Like we don't yeah, care if okay. you well, was a celebrity. <laughs> we that's wanna, one of we the key
2: about. That's one of the key points about Los Angeles, right? And I wish, I wish, I could have been the one that thought of this, but. I got to give credit to Colin Calvert. And when you're out in California, if you're not good, and you're a sports fan, I have five more other franchises to root for: <laughs> <in> hockey, <laughs> basketball, baseball, yeah. football. And, yeah. and if I don't like any of those other sports, and my the is not good, yeah, it's I'm so going much to stuff to do.
1: Yeah, it's so much right. stuff to do in LA and New York, and that's why I keep telling people, man, when you the, those all these teams because <clears throat> New York and LA have. Two franchises, they have two teams in each of the major four franchises NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL. MLS is a distant fifth. Nobody really talks about the MLS. It's NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL. Those two teams, those are the only two cities that have a team in each sport, two teams in each sport. Um, because even with LA, they have the Anaheim Angels, but that still counts as LA. They have the Anaheim Ducks in hockey, that still counts as LA. So, like I said, and then obviously the King, L.A. Kings, and then they have the L.A., uh, obviously L.A. Dodgers. So there's two teams in each sport in New York and L.A. San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... (laughs) Yeah, so, like, these markets sometimes, man, specifically New York and L.A., which are the two largest cities in America and the two largest markets in America, uh, it's important, man, to win. And that's why it's, it's... Guys, this is why I get so frustrated thinking about the Giants because it's like, what the hell happened? And I know we're going to do a Giants show at one point. We got to do one, guys, because... Oh, we just down. gotta do one. It'll we have to giants. do one because I got so much stuff giants. to talk about that I don't really get into depth with when it comes to the Giants because we're doing a show yeah. talking about everything else. We'll
2: make that a two hour show. That'll be giant centric. If you're a Cowboy <laughs> fan, don't even yeah. listen to that show. Yeah, don't even <laughs> listen to it. I'll close with this just on the Ram game before we sign off to everybody. Um I'll tell you what the Rams need to be super nervous about. And they and they kind of brushed it off during the season and last year when they made all these moves. If the Rams lose tonight, I tell you what you won't see in LA are those two first round draft picks that they gave up <laughs> <laughs> to put themselves to put themselves into this position to maybe not advance past this wild card route that we're going into this week. But Everybody, I got to say thank you for listening. This was probably one of the best blitzes, if not the best blitz show that we put together. Everybody, please hop on Spotify, hop on iTunes. Phase one sports is where it is at on stereo. We have a lot of other great sport networks there, but we're trying to do some unique things here. The sports, something that we're going to Always try to do it. 60 minutes of news, just like we're talking about. It's a blitz. We want to get out there, get our listeners excited. We have a phenomenal, phenomenal stable of talent and smart people that are going to add their spin, their wisdom, and critique to the Phase One program and all the other sports on stereo shows that you could listen to. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. An absolute, this is one of our best shows ever. And, uh, and we'll set up another show this week. So, on Brandon, let's communicate with each other. King, um, everybody in our stable of talent, let's set up our show. And then, guys, we'll set up our Giants uh, forecast for what we have looking forward. Maybe we'll get some news as to the next GM and coach. Um, so, we could do a review and a preview show, kind of what happened this season and what we – Pray to God, it'll happen going forward. <laughs> yeah, likewise, likewise, and I'll be doing this show later on tonight, recapping the game
1: because I I, 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 um, I've already said to myself that every after every playoff game or after every game, you know, day, I'll do a show. So I'll do a recap, uh, I'll especially if, if it's, yes, yeah, especially if the Rams lose, I'm going to definitely hop for there tonight if the Rams lose, and I don't got no problem with the Rams. I'm just saying it's it's going to be a lot of storylines to talk about, but yeah, likewise. I appreciate this talk. This is definitely probably the best talk that I've been in since, um, you know, Stabio is great talking to, you know, my fellow um, giant fans. I mean, giant, you know, friends. Um, so,
2: um, yeah, this this was a great show. Likewise, definitely. I'll call into that show tonight if I can get past all those viewers that you have tuning in, my man. That show last night you did was phenomenal.
1: Appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Definitely.
2: That definitely. I appreciate show. it. Definitely. I appreciate right. it, man. I do on behalf of myself, Biggie, on behalf of our CEO Kason and our man Kason Brandon, and myself, Easy E, listen to Phase One Sports, Phase One Sports Blitz, gentlemen. Stay safe, everybody. Enjoy the Rams Cardinals game tonight, and guys, we'll communicate so that all of our wonderful fans can listen and look to see when our next show is going to be. Thank you to all of our callers. Thank you to King. Thank you to Wicked. I got one message from King. We might as well play it before we go off the air.
4: I told you guys before that the Dollar Store Avengers, man, they have to win or else what I said is true. Dollar Store Avengers, (laughs) all these names, it did absolutely nothing. And the only person I'm not blaming is Odell. Everybody else can get the smoke. (laughs) (laughs)
2: There's there's no better way, there's no better way to end the show than having King eat crushed glass. (laughs) I know. All right, all right, guys, all right. Everybody, peace Uh, out. Thank you for listening to Phase One Sports. Everybody stay safe and be well.
1: Uh, You too, you too. All
0: right, all right.